Welcome to Cadence in the Clouds podcast, where we share inspiration and best practices while on your purpose journey with host Karen St. Hilaire. Hi, podcasters. How are you? It's Karen, and I'm back. And this week, I have a good friend, a funny friend, but a massive creative, and I love his work, and I love who he is, his energy, and everything else. And you are going to do what? Love him just as much as I do at the end of this podcast. I would like to introduce you to the Sean Malcolm of Brooklyn. Sean Malcolm, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Auntie Karen. <laughs> How are you? So let me tell you, I love when I watch football and the guys go, I went to the Ohio State University. I love it. So, and I am the Sean Malcolm. Sean Malcolm. <laughs> Because Sean Malcolm is the individual, when people meet him, when you, do you know Sean Malcolm? Not Sean. But do you know Sean Malcolm? Your name is just, your first name is your first and last name. That's how everyone I know refers to you, and that's how I lovingly refer to you. So I'm so happy that you were able to take an hour to come and talk to me. Oh, of course, always anything for you. I don't know, it's funny because two parts when it comes to that. One, I'm fully Jamaican when I have two first names. I actually have three first names. But, you know, that's the Jamaican in me. Um, you know, blame my parents. But on top of that, I realized I always felt some kind of way when someone would always refer to me as my full name. It just made me feel like, dude, I'm just showing. It's, you know, I don't need all this extra stuff. But as time would go on, I just learned to accept it because I look at it as, yeah, it's funny to laugh at it or whatever, but I also look at it as a sign of, uh, a sign of respect. So obviously those who refer to me in that capacity by my full name, like, yeah, they respect what I do. They respect who I am. So I've accepted it. I've embraced it. So yeah, Sean Malcolm, the Sean Malcolm. The Sean Malcolm. And if you use it, hashtag it. Thank you very much. So, Sean, <laughs> I know a lot of people know who you are, but I want the listeners to know who you are, who is Sean Malcolm, and you know, let us get to know a little bit more about you before we get into this dance of podcasting. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> where do I start? Um, I am a writer, a creator, editor, um, what most people know me for or remember the name, is through my work in the journalism world. Um, my claim to fame, I guess you could say, was editor-in-chief of King Magazine. But even prior to that, I was a part of that brand almost since its uh, beginnings. Um, interned in O2 and worked my way up. And, you know, I ended up running the magazine on my own, which was a Soul of mine when I was an intern. I walked through those halls and I said, yeah, this this makes sense and I'm going to be running this. And nobody could take that away from me. Like, 29-year-old editor-in-chief of a nationally and at times internationally published magazine. Um, so, yeah, that's what people pretty much know me for. But there's more to me than just that. Um like I said, I'm a creator. I just like telling dope stories. I just like telling, uh, I just like doing dope stuff. And not only do I have the King magazine under my belt, but I've written for, uh, many other magazines, Vibe, Source, Mass Appeal. Oof. Um, I, I'm losing count right now. Oh, Players Tribune, uh, that Derek Leader owns. Um, Oh man, and I've transitioned recently, 
uh, at least over the last couple of years, into television. So I've written stuff for BET. I've written the shows for uh, MTV, Fuse. So now, you know, I'm a writer. You are a writer, yes. And we all know you from King Magazine and the pictures. Outfits uh-huh. are everything in your world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We see him, yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. So you. Yeah, it's interesting. The said, precursor, the precursor of what you, the emphasize. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you, know, so, you know, when people do their selfies and try to do their corner back shots and whatever. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. This, I mean, I will be lying if I didn't feel that my work had an influence on what is in social media nowadays. But you know, that's just me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We'll get to that. Trust me. So now that we know who you are, um, one question that I ask every guest is to tell us what you love and um, what makes you happy. What What you can do in your sleep when you wake up you know, on your downtime, what's that one thing or things that you just love to do that brings you joy and satisfaction? I'm creating. Um, like I said, like, I just like telling a dope story. So whether it's my own or somebody else's, um, that is what I love to do. That's my passion. Um, I can't say, I can't pinpoint, I can't really pinpoint where this came from, where it birthed. But I just know once I started getting into the journalism game and writing, like, that is what I just grew into in terms of my passion. Like, I just love to tell, whether it's somebody else's story or a native story or whatever, I just love to tell dope stories. I remember I ran into a friend of mine. Um, we used to intern together at Power 105 because, you know, I did that as well when I was interning at King. Um and we, we lost touch with each other for years and whatever, and now he's doing his thing in the political world. And we ran into each other at some spot in Brooklyn, and he was like, yo, man, I've been, you know, checking out your stuff, whatever, whatever, I'm proud of you, you know, congratulations, but I feel that you need to tell Brooklyn's next story. I need you need to tell mm. that next dope story, and I know that you have it in you. And, mm, you know, yeah. when he told me that, that kind of did put a battery in my back um, even more so than before that, like, you know, I need to, this is just, this is just the universe telling me that I need to do this. I'm here to do this. I'm here to tell a story that will connect with the, 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 the reader or the viewer or anybody else that's, you know, in that, you know, that, uh, that experiences what I provide for them. So that's why I feel that this is my thing. So like story similar you know, content creator, whatever the hell you want to call, uh, call it, that is what I, that's my love. That's my passion. Just telling dope stuff. Love it. So just going right into it, um, because this segues right into the next question when you met your friend and he was like, I know you have it in you. And sometimes we, um, we, like we, you and I were conversing before we started the podcast and you basically confirmed what someone else said to me and you were like, the universe is basically saying yes since I confirmed something that someone way to the left said, it's mm-hmm. just that bringing it into you with your friend saying that, and you and I spoke last week, and I was like, yes, because you have it in you. The best, that to me is your purpose, to tell these stories, mm-hmm. and 
um, it, it's that what you were created for, right? It's that, that's part of your alchemy. So when did you understand that the creative, the storyteller, uh, the visual um, creator, when did you know that that part was purposeful for you? Because you got to know that's what it is. It's, it's amazing. You tell stories. I, just caught, I, I mean, yeah, I caught up on that pretty, I mean, recent, but I would say as recent as maybe like, a couple years ago, um, because when I look back on my career, I realized I was definitely doing that. I was definitely telling dope stories from different people or telling other people's stories in a creative, entertaining way. So, you know, so people could read up on it or even to an extent when I was um, hosting the online component of the brand and doing um, on camera interviews, which I, which is, I never thought I would do because I never considered myself like a, a host or on camera host or whatever. You know, I fell into it and I just kind of took a liking to that as well. And I realized going through those experiences that I was also telling that person's or that subject's, you know, story as well, um, in the visual form. Um, I didn't, I didn't pick up on it, but that was my purpose at that time. It dawned on me, honestly, as crazy as it may seem, it dawned on me that this is what I needed to do when a friend, a close, close friend of mine, she does, you know, these um, off-Broadway productions and stuff like that. And she just called me up one day like, hey, I'm doing this and I want you to direct um, one of these plays and I never thought I could direct anything I, that that never dawned on me at, at all like mm-hmm. oh I'm going to direct a play an off-Broadway play or whatever and she was like no I believe this in you because I've seen you on photo shoots <laughs> and you know exactly what you want from a photo shoot so I know you know exactly what you want and your vision will you know will will drive through this person's script. So I took I took uh I took that task and I loved it. I thought it was dope and then it it, it went off it went off great. Um and then the next production that she did, I told her like, hey, I'm gonna write and direct my own story. And that's what I did. And at that point that's when I realized that this is what I needed to do. So Ever since then, and that was probably where 2018 right now. This was um, 2016, I believe. Um, I ever since then, I was like, okay, I need to. This is what it's meant for me to do. Like, I mean, I always had it in me, but I never recognized mm-hmm. it. It just took me until mm-hmm. recently for me to recognize it. And since then, you know, I've been working towards that, like telling different stories, um, experiences that not only that I've experienced, but I know somebody else has. So that's how I create and connect to that. I know you have it in you. I know you have it in really? you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. okay. So, you know, I mean, I can go back to looking at the visuals and the stills on your um, social media pages. It was, though they were crazy, though they were crazy, they always told a picture and it was not, they told a story and it was not just, oh, look at the picture of the girl or a guy doing this and a girl doing that or someone said it was always telling you it was like a multi-layered story and depending on who was looking at the picture they can mm-hmm. 
they can they had their own level of interpretation that they were able to mm-hmm. pull from that. And I don't, I think that's a gift in the art um, that not everyone has. You know what I mean? Like not everyone can tell a story in one picture. Not everyone right. can allow different groups to uh, to interpret what they see and what they think they see. And it can be totally different from what you intended. And um, so I'm going to backtrack a little bit with that because you've always had the gift. And the one thing that you said in the intro was you went into King as an intern and went all the way up to editor-in-chief. I want to hear more about that because um, one thing I would like for the listeners to understand is sometimes when you start, even if we're in a, you know in the season's, time of our lives and we want to start something new and <laughs> knowing everything from the rooter to the tutor sometimes that's what you need to basically get that rise so tell me about that because you already had the gift but you didn't even know the gift existed and then you went I into this space yeah i needed i needed i needed the space and more than more important than anything i just needed someone to take a chance on me so all right so so back 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 story um Jeez, uh, I, I I I came up in my parents' home. My father had a collection of magazines, um, from the Esquires to the GQs, hell, even to the Playboys. I'm not gonna front. And I would go through his collection and read up on certain things. And mm-hmm. it spoke to me, but I knew it didn't speak to me because I know that I'm not their demo. I know I'm not the demo. I'm not I'm a black kid from Brooklyn, Flatbush. Like, that's not the demo. But it's still connected to me. It did, it did resonate towards me. Because, you know, in certain cases, media is there to, for, you know, better or worse, to kind of guide somebody how to live. Because um, in certain cases, you need, you need that reinforcement of like, okay, no, you have to go to these um brands or whatever to like kind of like have an idea of oh no this is the way that you need to live like whatever like i came up in an era where you were either a drug dealer or you had a wicked jump shot just like biggie said like you have a mm-hmm. sling clack, uh, crack rock or you have a wicked jump shot so when i would see the esquires and the gqs in my father's collection i was like oh this is another way for a man to live um, but I never saw anything in my mind. I never saw anything um, that resonated to me in terms of speaking to a black, uh, a black uh, demo. Um, so fast forward, because uh, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I, I really didn't. Um, I went to high school, Midwood, graduated. I didn't get accepted into the colleges that I wanted to go to because, uh, to be honest, I was, like, fucking off in school. I didn't put too mm-hmm. much emphasis in school as I should have. Um, so I didn't get into the Syracuse. I didn't get into Penn State. I didn't get into any of that. So I ended up going to Baruch College. And in 98, everybody wanted to do business. So everybody <laughs> went to the schools to be... On, under a business degree or something like that. 
or, or a business major. And that was definitely me, but I still had no idea what I wanted to do. It was either this or go to the military. And I aced all the tests at the military, but at that last minute, I decided not to go because I did not want to learn. I didn't want to be trained how to kill somebody. <laughs> um, okay. at that time I had, at that time I had a temper. So I really didn't want to like, you know, magnify that or like, like really ramp that up 10 times over learning how to shoot guns and stuff like that. And so last minute I decided not to go. So I ended up going to a dual college, to a CUNY. And, um, again, I'm just taking prerequisite courses and stuff like that. Uh, and in those prerequisites, obviously you have a lot of English classes and I would, once again, I would fuck off in school. Um, like say if my class was at 9 a.m., and I had a, a five-page paper. I'm up at 4, 4 a.m. just banging that bitch out and giving it to my professor like nothing happened. And I would get like uh, I would get A-graded papers off of that. And you know, I would have I had one professor tell me like, you know, you have a knack for this. You know, you should you know look into this because you have a, you have this in you. I I'm just here to help you hone it. But I I didn't pay much attention. Fast forward to um, a music appreciation course that I took where, like, the midterm was a 15-page paper. i never done that stuff before. And the, the final was a 30-page paper. Um, so, once again, I procrastinated and BSed it, my 15-page paper, my midterm, whatever, and I handed it in thinking I'm, I'm good. Because, you know, I had, I had no issues writing. I had no issues. I just wrote. I just, whatever came to my mind, I just got it down. If I had a subject and if I did a little bit of research or if I had used my own common sense, I could just bang, bang it out. And that's what I did. Hell, I would even, that's what, how I made a little bit money on the side as well. Because I would like write papers for classmates and get paper off of that like it was nothing. Um, but for this music appreciation course for the, um, 15 page midterm, I handed it in thinking it was good. I, I, it was, you know, it was graded, got back to me and it was like a C minus. And oh. I was pissed because like, damn, he got, he caught on to my bullshit. And I'll never forget his name, Professor Tomasello, Andrew Tomasello. Um, who I reached out to recently and he actually reached back, which was profound to me. But um he gave it back to me, C minus, and he wrote this note. You're a great off the cuff writer. Now get some sources, some real sources, and you'll be a great writer. And at that point that's when I changed my major. So I changed my major and I was like, damn that. So obviously the universe is talking to me. I'm going to go into creative writing or journalism or something of that nature. So I changed my major to journalism and I took um, some internship courses and the objectives of your in of the internship courses were, okay, you as a student, you pick your internship. If you can't find something, then I'll have to take it. Me as a professor, I'll have to, you know, take the reins of this. And at the time I said I had two interests, radio and journalism. And I was the last person in class that didn't land an internship because I was interning. I mean, I was um, sending my resume, whatever resume I had, um, or interest letters to source and vibe. 
and Double XL. Those were like the pillars of hip hop journalism, and I'm a hip hop head, so why wouldn't I not want to go that go down that route? And nobody responded. And I I get it. I mean, I didn't. I never wrote for a school paper in high school or college. I didn't have any published works. All I had were like these, you know, papers from English courses that were like A or B graded that I had under my belt. And I wasn't getting any responses from anybody. And it was coming down to the wire for me to where the professor was going to uh, set something up for me. She was going to set me up um, for internship at CBS Radio in uh, Jersey. And something about that just didn't work for me because if it wasn't Hot 97 or BLS or anything else like that, <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't with it. Um, it had so to be I'm urban. CBS. <laughs> yeah, or, I mean, yeah, I mean, I hate that term, urban. But still, yeah, I know it, had you do. <laughs> it had to be urban. But, I, I mean, that was my that was my that was that was my focus. So when she told me CBS Radio, I was like, eh, 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 let me let me try one more time. And I, you know, I had like mad time in between classes. That's how my schedule worked out. So in between that time, I just like float around the city. You know, just learn your own city, and um, either hang out, go from one spot to the other, or just hang out in magazine spots. So I went to a magazine spot and I saw the second ever issue of King Magazine and it was Gabrielle Union on the cover. And I looked at it and I just thumbed through it and I thought it was dope because just like that little kid in Flatbush looking at his father's um, magazine collection, it spoke to me. But now it spoke to me even more so because it's my demo. Like, oh, you're speaking to the little black boy. Mm-hmm. You're speaking to me. Mm-hmm. So I looked at it, I was like, yo, this is dope. I need to I need to see what's up. I looked at the masthead. They did, they didn't have an intern. And I don't even know if I bought the magazine or whatever. But actually I didn't <laughs> buy the magazine. I was I was broke. Um I was a broke family <laughs> Um I, I looked at the masthead, saw they didn't have an intern, jotted down the number or e- no number and email, rushed to the closest computer that I could find at the time, which was at the the college radio station, because that's when I started to learn how to DJ through there, um, and you know be a part of that um, organization. And I emailed them like, "Hey, I'm interested. You know, this is who I am. You know." I don't even know what the hell I wrote, but I just wrote. <laughs> I was like, hey, just introduce myself. And I, I received a, a response, like, right then and there. And I guess you could say the rest is history. Like, and, and I went there to do my interview. Again, I had no, I had nothing to show other than graded A papers, A graded papers that I gave them. Like, here, this is what I do. This is, I, I mean, I don't have this experience, but this is what, you know, you know, this is what I can do. And they liked my demeanor. They liked how I, you know, my hunger. And boom, that was it. I was an intern. I was an intern for this burgeoning urban lifestyle magazine. And I would say probably within maybe a month in that internship, I just I just believed wholeheartedly, like, we're about to do something really, really dope that's going to affect a lot of people in this country and 
I'm going to be running this one day. So I know, wow. I know to answer your question, it was a long-winded thing, but I had to like really go back to where it started. So where I got to that point where I told myself, like, I'm going to run this magazine one day. Long-winded is the best way um, because <laughs> you and I know, and you, we, we've spoken about this before, this microwave type of society, this microwave type of mindset that people have, they feel as though everything should be instantaneous. I want instant gratification, and that's what should happen. And right. to tell your story, a lot of people, when they tell the story, they just tell about waking up the following day and then, you know, voila. They just sell Whereas it. Right, they just fell into it. You did not fall into success. You did not fall into the top position. You either climbed or somebody gave it to you. And if you climbed, you need to tell that story. Because the the, the pain, the heartache, the hardship, the learning, everything is in the climb. When it's handed to you, you don't respect it. You don't love it. You just do it mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. someone gave it to you. When you earned it, right. um, and I think that a lot of individuals need to remember the earning potential. They need to remember the move that it took to earn things and to get it and the feeling that they have. And I think you telling that story will basically stir that feeling into people again. Like, yeah, I remember when I started, I was like at the bottom and they treated me like crap. But look, I'm running it. And that feel, that's great. It feels good. So good. you ran the magazine and it was dope. And then you had to go to a, a next level. And what was that? It's a work in progress. Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I've experienced a lot of things, a lot of wonderful, wonderful things that I am so blessed to have experienced because it could have it could have happened to anybody else. It happened to me, and I made the most out of it. Maybe at times I didn't really embrace it as I should have at that time, but looking back on it, it was like, yo, I did a lot of dope, dope stuff and, and, and it was great hang, like interviewing all these people that have these stories. You know, everybody has a story and it just felt, it felt great for me and gratifying that I was able to tell their version of it or, or mm-hmm. this part in their lives or this chapter in their lives. Um, and, and, came across so many dope people, not only the people that you know because they're celebrities but people behind the scenes and some people that, you know, that I have great friendships, long-lasting friendships with right now. Um, when everything, uh, I guess you could say when everything closed up, when, when King closed up shop, basically, um, I would say 2014, top of 2014, that was the last issue that I put out. Um, mm-hmm. It was, I'm not going to front. It was a struggle. It was definitely a struggle to transition. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why I say it's a work, it's, it's a work in progress right now. And, you know, in, in that struggle to find out what is next for me in that struggle to close one chapter and start a new chapter I learned a lot about myself and I learned a lot about people and, you know, I learned a lot about life and whatever. And I'm still learning to, to that, to that extent. But, um, that's why I say it's a work in progress, but I will say that in the midst of that struggle, I found or I felt what was next for me. And 
And thankfully, like I said earlier, through friends and and the universe overall, like, okay, you can still tell your dope stories, but you just have to tell it on a different capacity. You have to tell it on a different platform. And that's what I'm, that's the transition that I'm still currently going through, but I'm way more further along in that transition than I was probably like two, three years ago when I didn't think that anything was possible. (laughs) I didn't think anything was possible, to be honest. Like, it was rough. It really it really was rough because not only I mean because it was rough to find a job it was rough to get a gig it, it was rough. I still have the same for my supper because you know you obviously don't think that I'm capable of taking this other task or whatever whatever and and one thing that I ran into unfortunately um, during uh, that early transition or that rough patch or whatever was, you know, nobody really was looking at me outside of the box that they placed me in. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. you're the king guy. You're the, the, you know, you're the one that's always around the girls. And, you know, you're around that. Okay. We just, we're comfortable putting you in that box. Give me more Mm -hmm. of that. And Mm -hmm. even at that time, I was, I was growing tired of it because, you know, that just wasn't fulfilling. It was cool. Don't get me wrong. It was cool for me to like, jump on social media and like go crazy and say like, Hey, I'm with your favorite, uh, model girl or your favorite this <laughs> or whatever. Like it was fun, but you know, I definitely one part of me that was, you know, that was putting it out there. Like everything's all crazy, but inside I was like, nah, it's still not fulfilling. There's gotta be more to this than that. There's more to life than that. And I, there's more to be than that. And it was very difficult for me to showcase that um, for other people, or at, least, or at least better yet, it was difficult for others to accept that I'm more than just that. So because of that, it was very difficult for me to gain employment. It was definitely difficult for me to get, you know, move forward, so to speak. And it was rough. It really, really was rough. So to answer your question of where I am right now, like, yeah, I'm a lot more further than I was before. But it was definitely, um, it's definitely, the transition is still ongoing. So maybe if you come to me like a year from now at this time, I'll have a better, <laughs> you'll you'll know what's going on. But, you know, things are moving in the, in the right direction. I'm I'm very glad for that. Um, I'm very, I'm very happy for that. I'm very blessed for that. Um, I definitely weathered some treacherous waters and I'm, you know, basking in sunshine on calm seas, so to speak. Um, I I need to find a way to ask a question because, of course, I know about the shift and the shift mm-hmm. that happened. I'm, and you were vocal about it. Um, I think some of us knew that you were going and you were in a rough patch because you were on social media. You were like, wow, you know, yeah, that was my cry for help. I'm not gonna front. That was definitely my cry for help. It was, but it was it was a cry for help, but it was also um, eye opening mm-hmm. for others because if they paid attention, it's like, wow, that this dude has a lot of followers. A lot of people were like riding with them, and all of a sudden now they're not riding with you because you know there's this whole mind, 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 mind. I call it the, the bed bug mentality. Everyone's just trying to covet whatever they have. 
<laughs> and so, yes, I do love the space that you're in now, the creative space that's happening. And, I, you know, the other question was usually, you know, who's the population that you were hoping to serve? But we do know who it is because you shared it, you know, your counterparts and the other black and browns and everyone else, you know, to let them know, hey, we are black, we are beautiful, you know, you can hear our voices, let me share our stories. Right, and my so, thing is, well, sorry, okay. not to cut you off, but my, my thing is, um, when, when I, like I said, when I first saw King Magazine and picked it up, whatever, and I looked at it and I was like, okay, it's speaking to me. I made it a point that I'm going to do my damnedest within that brand to speak to another black boy who doesn't know what he wants to do with his life, who doesn't know how to move, who, you know, depending on that person's upbringing, if they escape by looking at a magazine, they could read up on words that I write and that could connect to that person and that could help mold um, their DNA. That will, you know, shift or you know, shape their personality into how they moved in life. Um, I, I, I hold my hat on that. I was, that was definitely one of my goals, you know, being a journalist and writing for that, for, for, for King or for any other brand for that matter. I want to be able to like, yo, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of helping you one escape from whatever you're going through. And two, if you could pick up something from it, that'll help make you do whatever or inspire you to do whatever, then, then I've done my job. So the same, the same, um, mission statement <laughs> applies when I'm going in this transition in terms of telling stories. So whether it's, you know, telling stories, web series, television, whatever, in that, in that medium, I want to be able to connect to somebody. That is the whole point. We all, we all, as human beings, we all want to connect with somebody. We all want to feel some kind of connection in some way, shape, or form, whether it's physical, whether it's, what they visual, whether it's what they hear, there has to be a connection. That's what all keeps us together as a species. So I feel that this, this the same mission statement applies. My my same objective applies that I just want to connect. It's just going to be in a different platform, in a different medium than um, print. So that's, okay. that's 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 the best way. Like that's the best way I could explain it. Like I want to be able to connect to that little kid that, you know, needs some bit of guidance or some bit of inspiration. And if that's what I, whatever I put out there for them to consume, if that helps them, then I've done my job. Right. That is perfect. That is awesome. Okay, so we have taken the, the whole creative professional ride. But um, one thing I always want to ask, each guest is how do you recalibrate? How do you take care mentally, emotionally, physically? How do you, you know, make sure that Sean Malcolm is good? It starts with your village. It definitely starts with your village. Um, like whoever you have surrounding you, that is part of your council, that's part of your count, mm -hmm. uh, part of your circle. They're very, they're very important to your constitution, if that makes any sense. Um, of course, you have to do everything for self as well, but as long as you have like-minded individuals that you trust and care for and love and have 
that you could like, you know, break bread with, talk to, events, whatever. That is important. Another thing that is also important that I had I had to, you know, figure out the hard way is mental um health. Um like I did a, I had a therapist. Mm-hmm. I had a therapist after I had I had a therapist after my mother passed away because I needed it badly. And mm-hmm. obviously, you know, you have the the pride, the male pride, or let alone the Jamaican pride of no, we don't need you don't need that bullshit. Like what's wrong? Mm-hmm. It was probably the best thing that I could have done for myself. Um and 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 I was probably the happiest when I was seeing the therapist. Now, unfortunately, I couldn't keep up with that because, you know, we put so much premium um, on different things, but we don't put premiums on mental health. Um, Meaning, you know, your insurance, if you have it, can cover, you know, all the physical ailments, all the physical stuff. Yeah, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But mental health, you got to you got to pay out the ass for her. So uh-huh. unfortunately I couldn't, I couldn't pay. I couldn't keep up. I couldn't keep up with it. So I stopped doing it. And now that I am working and, you know, got things going and got money in my pocket and got insurance and everything else like that, like I'm moving towards going back to a therapist because I feel it's necessary. Cause I feel that is what keeps me sane. That's what keeps me grounded that in meditation and i've been doing that as well so that's how i keep myself cleansed well not cleansed but like that's how i that's how i i I manage myself outside of everything that i'm doing like that's how i just center myself and just be still like i need that because otherwise my mind goes a million miles a minute like it just it just I, I, it's, I can't even tell you the, the amount of stuff, the, the amount of activity that goes on in this brain of mine. And it has definitely kept me up, um, many nights because it's just constantly going. But I know that I need some kind of outlet to just like, like, woosa. Mm-hmm. So, Therapy and meditation is definitely um, a way to go, and very, very close friends and family. Oh, I love it. I totally love it. I I am, like, looking for a therapist, and you would say I'm trying to buy, like, a new pocketbook. Yeah. I'm looking at everything. <laughs> it's so important yeah. because you think that we take it for granted, A, that we need one, and B, you think you can just go talk to anyone else. I don't need you to be my age. I need you to, like for me, I need you to be a little older, but there's certain things that I want. And I need you to understand before I sit with you and tell you stuff. And I don't want you to tell yeah, yeah, my business, yeah. but I want to be able to, you of know, course. work things out. Almost like, it's almost like dating. Like you have to go, you have to like go through these processes before you decide, okay, that one. So just like dating, you just date around, whatever, whatever. And then when you find the one that makes sense for you, okay, then this is the person I'm going to spend all this time with or exert this energy with. The same thing goes with finding the right therapist. You can't right. just do it with any old body. That's a serious relationship. That is a serious relationship. It is. No, it is a relationship, bro. 
Okay, so where can the listeners find you on social media and what do you have coming up? Please share. <laughs> um, Twitter, Instagram, it's all the same by Sean Malcolm. That's E-A-N-M-A-L-C-O-L-M. You'd be surprised how many people get that wrong. Um, so by Sean Malcolm on both platforms. Um, I just, well, I just had a screening over the weekend at the Alamo, uh, movie theater, downtown Brooklyn. Oh, an episode of a web series that I wrote and directed for my good friend, Janelle Stein. It was, you know, it's been accepted in all these um, film festivals. So that's pretty much what I've been doing for the last couple of months. And I think it's pretty dope. Um, is the, the web series called Ashley's World. You can go on YouTube and find it. Ashley's World, the series. Um, we're working on season two. So I will definitely be wow, a part of that team. Thank you. And, um, and then of course I'm doing my own stuff, working on my own stuff. And that will be. That will definitely be kicking off sometime next year. Um, I've just been writing, <laughs> writing. I, I have, I have these mental, I have these, not mental, I have these writing blocks sometimes. So, you know, like, you know, when you have like that, 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 that voice in your head that kind of like talks you out of certain things before you mm-hmm. can go forth with it. Yeah. I call it mm-hmm. the little hater. So I definitely have the little hater on my shoulder sometimes. And it kind of like, it kind of prevents me from creating, but that's the battle that I have. That's my constant battle. So I've been battling his ass crazy and I've been creating and I've been writing. So that, right. So that is definitely, um, like I have a couple of passion projects that I'm working on right now. So that will definitely come to fruition very, very soon. Next year, definitely. Um, so that's what I'm working on. But in the meantime, you could just catch my work on Ashley's World. Um, I talk my shit on Twitter, <laughs> especially when it comes to the Brooklyn Nets, because it's basketball season, go Nets. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, I'm just excited. I'm just excited for what the universe has in stores for me. I say that a lot, but no, I'm very, I might not be the most spiritual of people. Um, but I do believe in energy. I do believe very wholeheartedly in karma. I believe wholeheartedly of the universe talking to you because mm-hmm. it could come in any kind of form, whether it's, um, a situation that happens or through different people, but the universe speaks to you every day. You just have to pay right. attention to it. You have to pay attention right. to it when, when they're talking to you. So I'm very, I'm very excited for what the universe has in store for me because I'm finally listening. And it took me a while oh, for me to listen. That's, that's the key. You're listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And listening is a skill. Especially to the yeah, universe. it is. Well, I yeah. am so excited that you took the time out to talk. Thank you so much. Thank you, Auntie Karen. And can I say, can I say, and I've said this to you off the record, and I guess I'll say it to you on the record. I'm so proud of you. I you. love you. I call you Auntie Thank Karen you. for a reason. You have been there for me, even though you're not there. Like, we don't have to talk every day. We don't have to talk mm-hmm. every week. We don't have to, you know, whatever. But I do know that when we do connect, it's mm-hmm. like we never miss a step. And that's mm-hmm. what I've always appreciated about our relationship. And that's why 
I'm down for you for whatever. I'm down by law. <laughs> so whatever you need, I'm there for you. So I'm very grateful that you thought of me to be a part of this. And I just hope I can give you, I hope I gave you and your listeners something to think about or to chew on. I think food, not food only for thought. Now, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, you, you, uh, you're dope or just a hundred percent. You like dope things and you're a dope person, but I think you will be blessing a lot of the listeners because sometimes we have to remind people it takes hard work and then you will you will fall and people will walk away from you. And we have to remind people that your mental health is important and everything will mm-hmm. look like it's bleak. But when that rainbow comes into your sky, it will be mm-hmm. amazing. And I and I think and I know for a fact that we haven't seen Sean Malcolm 2.0. We have not seen it yet. And I, I'm excited to see what's coming with it. Mm-hmm. And I so cannot I. wait for everyone else to see it. I love you. I'm proud of you. I think you're dope.com. And I'll see you around. The- Thanks for listening. Leave or send a message and share this podcast with your friends. Follow Karen on Twitter and Instagram at Karen St. Hilaire or visit www.karensthilaire.com.